know, figuring out things that our parents never even got to figure out, right? Like, I'm very much a child at being an adult still. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm still getting used to being an adult. Like, Beyonce said it best. <laughs> Not the queen. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to us all alive, live, live. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode um, where we discuss things that we are figuring out in our mid-20s, whether it's things that we were told or things that we picked up ourselves along the way. Yes, this is us actively reparenting ourselves in front of everybody and just (laughs) trying to, I guess, this is our, this is our humble beginning. We are recording our humble beginnings. I like that. Yeah. So, so come nice. along. I'm sorry? Come on. I said that's real nice. Come along on the journey with us. We are not necessarily encouraging you to take what we say as rule of thumb, but it's just a way for you to think about some of the things in different perspectives. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so we've recently been talking a lot about relationships. If you listen to some of our previous episodes, one thing that constantly pops up for us whenever we like reference movies, cartoons, music, literally everything related to romance, there has there used there's um this idea of happily ever after. I mean, every girl, not every girl, but most women have watched Cinderella, Rapunzel, like all of them, where they get like swept away by this prince charming. And they go through some trial and tribulation, but they, like, overcome it. And then they're, like, (laughs) peaceful for the rest of their lives and everything's taken care of. Um, Lies. Lies. So so we're just going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Did you you watch all those? I sure did. Before we even start, what is, like, your favorite delusional romance movie? (laughs) My favorite delusional romance movie, girl, I don't even know. I'm not going to lie, lately, my most recent pastime has been to, like, you know me. I've rewatched certain sitcoms, um, so I don't, I don't even know. They're all delusional to some point. Yeah, there was this, I forgot what this movie was called, I don't know if you ever watched it, but I had Amanda Bynes. And like her dad was like some like royal person, and yeah, I know, so random. But basically, it was just like this girl, you know, falling in love in like London, and what? it was I yeah, it's, like, it's really cute. But like, I think all my favorite like happy ever after movies have to do with like some foreign country setting abroad. <laughs> and you know what? This explains your obsession <laughs> with Europe. I totally get it now. It's because you think that's where everything's going to be perfect. It's actually. And the therapy session's over, guys. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so funny because people are saying, like, Europe is low-key, like, what parts of Europe? Like, obviously, that's an entire continent. But people be saying there's so many parts there that are, like, it's all, it was all a lie. Like, one thing that's been really getting me, it kind of hurts me. It kind of stings me every time somebody tells me. It was like, oh, I went to Paris. I'm like, oh, my God, how was it? They're like, it's dirty. It's not, I'm like, hold on. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Relax. You're ruining it for me. But they be trying to tell me, see, y'all, we really be delusional because people be trying to tell us 
it's really the ghetto and would be like no the picture looks great right it's perry no it's perry all my favorite romance movies just like literally it's some american girl going to europe falling in love with some british guy and like living in london for the rest of her life and that's a very niche (laughs) category (laughs) there's actually a lot of movies out there like that guys (laughs) okay (laughs) but anyways that and like cinderella i actually genuinely love cinderella when i was a kid cinderella is the og of the of the like of the romantic uh disney movies as far as like fairy tales everything came after uh no for real because the way society because like there is like the cinderella syndrome like that's an actual psychological term um yeah and like it really is been perpetuated for like young girls like even if you think about like what we've been told as young women like you know when you grow up there's you're gonna find like your husband like until then like save yourself you know be this prim and proper girl have a good education be polite be modest and then one day he's gonna find you and (laughs) um am i wrong i mean is it wrong uh okay elaborate (laughs) wait let me make sure i understand what you said so you were like you were like the storyline is like you're just supposed to be this prim and proper girl and then he comes to find you yeah are you saying that this is correct i mean if we really okay hold on hold on my point like um ease up on the prim and proper bit but as far as like you doing your own thing then a man is supposed to just come like right now the movement and what's being told is like as far as nah, being a single woman is saying like it just hold nah. on it's saying it's saying just chill do your own thing focus on yourself and then some man's gonna come is that not synonymous no no okay <laughs> not at all, all cinderella right. was not telling when Cinderella is being made. They were not saying, girls, live your best life, be the strong <laughs> woman, and then a man's going to find you. It was very much do all these things that a man would like, and then a man will choose you. Mm. It is not this. You're spinning it into this new age feminism. I'm screaming. <laughs> no, is, because I'm not going to lie. I, didn't, I, I, don't, I think I might have missed the first part of what you said, because I was like, it kind of sounds very similar to what's being discussed today. So I was like, how is it not the same? Mm-mm, mm-mm, it's not. At least to okay. me, it's not. Because I you, feel like I personally, what I was taught was I will do all these things, right? Well, not like specifically with my parents, but I feel like a lot of the things that I saw in media was mm-hmm. perpetuating that I have to look a certain way and do certain things for a man to find me attractive enough to be with. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just the way I was brought up or the what I saw in media. I think my parents did a good job of um, trying to disrupt that um, because my dad has always been like, no, you need to have something for yourself. You know, you can't rely on somebody else. But that's because he has seen women in his life completely do things and be dependent on men and then men Mm. abuse that i don't know maybe that's just how i've perceived how society this is like when i hear 
the Cinderella, Cinderella complex or I hear happily ever after. That's what I hear, but perhaps really? something else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. That's why we're here. Um, I think when I think about the happily ever after myth, I think like it just takes me back to when I was in high school and even early college thinking that I was going to be married and have kids by 25 and like me getting through college and then fi- just finding that person was the beginning, middle and end to that story. Like that was the destination of life is moving into that into that chapter. Um, I don't think reality, we're saying two different things, though. I think we're saying exactly the same thing. I'm talking about the molding of childhood that leads to that. Mm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Um, I agree. That's also what I. That is a sense. I mean, that is part of it, right? I'm saying all the things that mold a child in like today's society leads to the idea of when you find a man that's the beginning middle and end Mm. okay okay I think I see what you're saying now Hmm. okay so can you say more about what things that your dad for example what he did to deter you away from that type of um from that type of thinking yeah um I think things like um my dad always pushed me to be vocal about things right in mm-hmm. like a respectful way of course because he's still African <laughs> but oh, wow. um but like he always encouraged me to be vocal about things that I did understand things I did not like um and stuff like that um well he always like encouraged me to kind of play the play like be like not like a guy but like he never told me that I couldn't do certain things because I'm a woman right so I was Mm -hmm. he was like he would fix a lot of cars when I was younger so he'd be like okay go get the wrench and start working (laughs) like what's the difference here um (laughs) so what's the difference here (laughs) no literally um so I stuff like that like being more vocal and I say that slightly contradictory because I feel like a lot of the times women are told to be more demure more appealing not to be too opinionated Mm -hmm. um because it could be perceived as being boisterous as being um on what's I can't remember the word um where you where you try to assimilate yourself in society like um it's not acceptable gosh i can't think of the word but um basically it's that like society teaches i think women to just kind of not not push the push the needle too far right like you need to be appealing of some sort and what's appealing is kind of being going with the flow, kind of just letting things happen like the way they're supposed to rather than like being like a change agent. Right. So I feel mm-hmm. like my father always really encouraged me to like disrupt the circuit, like literally just like go in and like make my name for myself. Right. Um. So I'd say those are two like things that were slightly contradictory in the way I was brought up versus like society because I think a lot of the times I would see my friends 
not want to stand up to like other like specifically men when something uncomfortable happens and I feel like a lot of that has to do with socialization of not of that like telling women to not be too boisterous right mm-hmm. to be appealing mm-hmm. to be pleasant stuff like that like you hear these words and you usually associate them to feminine qualities but there's a reason for that like it's because of societal socialization um mm. so i would say that and i feel like all these things once again kind of what i was saying in the beginning is how women have been molded to be this perfect partner um for men and maybe it's different when you're bringing in race and stuff um mm-hmm. but i think like generally speaking i think these are things that have been attributed to the cinderella complex because you can't tell me that any of these Disney princesses were like, except maybe Tina. Is that her name? Tiana. 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 <laughs> Not Tina. Um, I there's okay. Well, maybe I think maybe more of the more modern Cinderellas. I mean, um, more Disney princesses are probably a little bit more out there. Like Mulan, definitely like pushed push societal expectations but I feel like a lot in the beginning like Snow White, Rapunzel, Cinderella they were all like quite in demure and you know they like they let things happen rather than doing things yeah I'm trying to think I'm trying to think into the Disney fairy tales um really think about their like storylines because, like, with Cinderella, she ran away, she went to the ball. She was really nice, though, but she was usually being put down by her mother, her stepmother, and her stepsisters. Rapunzel, I'm not too familiar with her story. I'm more familiar with the newer version, where she ended up running away. I think in real Rapunzel, something happened. She pricked her finger on a thing. I'm not sure if that's... A, yeah, I think that's Rapunzel. She pricked her finger, and then she was asleep, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's Snow White. Lord have mercy. I'm old. This is what that's showing because I barely watch Disney princess movies anymore. Um, I think in their mannerisms, not maybe not necessarily their storylines, but their mannerisms were much more demure and like quiet, like you're saying, like they weren't they weren't always being very outspoken. It wasn't until much later there was somebody involved that they were able to really um do what they wanted to do not like now or even what you're saying that your dad taught you to take the reins of the situation and be a disruptor they didn't do that until like the end or a lot of these newer movies so I can agree with you on that yeah well what other things do you think have been like perpetuated by society that would feed into this idea um the idea of happily ever after Mm um yeah I don't know I'm just remembering all the Disney, if we're talking Disney specifically, I'm just remembering all the times where the last clip of a movie is people riding off into the sunset. Like, you never see what happens after the fact. So it really seems like that's the destination. Um, it's not until some of these other movies that start bringing up, like, you know, the second movies. What what are they called? I'm sorry, I'm running a blank. Sequels. Sequels, yes. Um, and all the movies afterwards where you understand like there's more to life than just that um and it just and because you're seeing those like you know those last 30 minutes of a movie where they're getting the guy or the guy's getting them 
and he seems so perfect um, on the outside. And you're just like, okay, so everything must be chill once they cross the threshold. And that's not really the truth of it on either on either side, because um, life just isn't that clean and cut. So, yeah, I'd have to say that's just the number one thing off the top of my head. Yeah, the goal for every single movie is literally just getting the person and then right. it's over, which is literally <laughs> not true. It's just That's not literally how it works. That's the very beginning. Yeah, I, I feel think. like TV nowadays is trying to be a little bit more realistic on relationships. Like, I think shows nowadays are not as, like, frou-frou in terms of, like, oh, it's just, it's just love and passion and you might argue about one thing, but that's it. You know, it's just what it got. I was just swept off my feet. It's so romantic. The it's first like, yeah, that's, kiss that's I knew. It at first sight. I fell at in first love. sight, that's the biggest myth. Oh my gosh, I used to believe at love and first sight. Like when I was younger, like really young, probably like in high school. <laughs> I used to believe in love at first sight. Like, I used to be like, oh, that's why I don't like none of y'all niggas in this high school. <laughs> I'm screaming. None of y'all, it's just none of y'all catching my eyes like that. Eh? No, that's it's so funny, bro. Yeah. No, that is like, yeah, that was one of the biggest caps. And I think everybody actually knows that love at first sight isn't a real thing. So luckily, I think society has like, We've all collectively agreed, like, that's some, that's some fake shit. <laughs> but I swear, people are believing in love at first kiss. I swear to God. That one, I swear that's there's so funny. out here. Yeah. Nah, bruh. I don't know. It's a weird one. I think, I don't know why this topic makes me instantly think of, like, Love is Blind, like, the show. Yeah interesting interesting dynamic because we're saying we're cap. saying that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's cap either way you go it's, that's the thing about this life is like it's usually not on there's not very many things where it's like one or the other sometimes it's really just along the spectrum and whatever works for you that's your own business but just imagine a nigga kissing you and he's just like <laughs> lol Look at you seriously, like, I think I'm in love with you. That kiss was everything. I would really be like, are you telling me you fell in love because of a kiss? And if he says yes, okay. <laughs> Anyways, let me not roast this figurative nigga. Right. <laughs> but would you, let me not, let me not. <laughs> yeah, relax. Relax. Um, I would clown him. Anyways, um... No, it's definitely, Love is Blind is a weird show, though. To be honest, like, I'm addicted. Don't get me wrong. I'm watching every episode, every season. That's why I was, that's why I brought it up, because I know you like to watch it. Yeah, no. It's definitely an entertaining show. But it's only, but actually, I'm not going to lie. I think Love is Blind could low-key, I'm not going to say it's going to work, because, I mean, I, I might sound really shallow saying this, but, like, I need to know what you look like. No, I don't think you're being shy. I think you're being realistic right um like you're just you're saying what it is like you're you know what you're attracted to not to say you don't have the capacity or the potential to be attracted to other types of people but for what you know you know you know you know what you're attracted to so 
right now you also know what you're not attracted to and that's enough that's true i do think there is a beauty to love is blind because um i do think this might be a hot take but i do think women especially hot take hot take um (laughs) just like preparing myself to say it um i think women care a little bit too much about certain physical attributes to men like this obsession with six foot niggas and dark-skinned men is 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 much i was listening to this as this i've listened to so many different podcasts and sermons and stuff like that they'd be like you want a six foot man six pack what's the last one with six figures that sounds like the devil to me and i'll just be like i see what y'all did there six 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 because i don't get it i'll be telling my friends too i'm all for people like going after exactly what they want and you know owning that because i'm like I, i hope that you get everything that you're looking for but i'm also like I just feel like it's really interesting when people are so, um, they're so quick to hold on to the things that they want just to fall, like, on the spectrum or just to get what was really important out of what they were looking for and then all these other things fall to the wayside. So that's always been my perspective on when it comes to what a lot of women seem to find attractive. Or not only just attractive, but, like, just are very um, un- non-negotiable about, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, physical attributes. I'm just like, okay. All right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I do think there's, like, a, I'm not saying, there has to, there should be a middle ground between love is blind and, like, Tinder. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait. Like, okay, break that down for me. Like, love is blind, I think, is the extreme of, like, just fuck looks, you know? Just, like, all I care about is the person that you are. I get that. It's important. But we need looks here, babes. And right. then Tinder is the opposite of just looks and then maybe a sprinkle of personality. That's so funny. So I feel like there needs to be a good middle ground. Um, at least, like, for, like, all of us. <laughs> I mean, I think that there is, because I feel like if you look at, if you look at the people that people end up dating across the spectrum, they're not all dating the six foot, six figure, uh, what's it called? Six pack guy. Well, how many six foot six, I can't even say all the sixes. (laughs) Right. How many, all three sixes are there in this world? Like, honestly. And I'm like, I hate to even get into the number game. Please. I also hate to say this too. Yeah. Six, them six, six, sixers. I hate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what, I cannot say them consecutively. Yeah. Um, I feel like they understand that they are appealing to society and mm-hmm. they tend to exploit that. So, like, oh, do we sure. really want that? Like, as do we a really want to give them the power? Is that really right. what we want to do? No. Why? Yeah, I'd be hearing that the the six foot six pack. I, I don't know. I'm getting a kick out of saying this. It's kind of like a tongue twister. The six foot six pack six figure men. They don't. They they don't be having no personality. It's like so I'm just talking. They wouldn't need personality. <laughs> you wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't blame you. You doing so much work just being everybody's fave. Right. right. What's what's but like? Is that what do? we really want for ourselves, ladies? 
Okay. I mean, honestly, I get it, right? You're always going to be taken care of and he looks good. I get oh it. Oh, my God. I get it. I get, I get it. it. I really do. But, like, four years of that. Now yeah. you're going into your fifth year. And you guys are talking. Like, imagine every single conversation is, like, just about, like, the stock market and working out. Oh my gosh, and I would first die. Of all, relax. I love talking about the stock market and but I don't want to Yeah, it. yeah, no. Couldn't handle it. Level of Please. intellectual capacity. Like you're trying to talk about literally like anything and he's just like, What's I gotta do with me? He's giving you one worded answers. Imagine. Oh uh, no, I I'll put <laughs> I I'll put my hair out. One word answers? Like, no, sir. I might say we can't talk about the stock market and working out, but there needs to be more. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I love it for the girls that love a 666. <laughs> <laughs> I do, because they're most likely a 6662, to be honest. Right, to be honest. Yeah, 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 you got to be to pull. I don't know why this just popped into my head. You know that one song that says, don't trust a big butt and a smile? That's what it, that's, I feel like 666 is the equivalent to don't trust a big butt and a smile. Like, just don't do it. Not don't do it, but, like, be careful if that's all he has going for him. And also, let's just also quickly talk about that. Like, I think that's a whole other thing that us as a collective, and I say collective, I mean men and women. Why are we dating people for the sake of, like, just acquiring these things, like 666, when you know, like, you're just not compatible with a 666? You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, it my kind God. Of you know what I'm saying? It kind of but how, okay, okay. Let me, let me, no, 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 no. I like where this is going. I just have a question. How do they, because there's, I think there's, there's a few different types of people. I'm just going to name a, you know, a few of them, the few that come to mind. There's the people who know that they are not compatible with the 666 and still want that regardless, because for the very reason that they want that. Because, you know, especially in this day and age, you and myself every, and everybody included, I want what I want because that's what I want because that's what I deserve. Period. So, if I'm that type of person and that's what I want, I can be ve- I can be very much incompatible with that and still want that. Versus the people who are actually compatible with it and still want that. So, mm-hmm. what do you have to say for the people who, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think then be okay with that, but don't try to talk to my guy about cooking recipes. Don't try to talk to him about reading. Don't try to talk to him about like the simulation theory like let's be okay with the fact that his intellectual I mean, capacity is a to b and yours is a to z uh, so what you're really saying is like okay now what you're saying is making sense basically saying know what you get yourself into if you know 666 has you know peanut brain or not even peanut brain but like just a certain capacity for certain things just know that that's what you're getting out of it versus, like, the large scope that you wanted to include that he may not have. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And also, I just want to quickly say this for all the viewers. I know you can have more than just 666. You might be a 66-something else. There's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We understand that there is exceptions to the rules. Um, but just, like, generally speaking, you know? <laughs> Yeah, generally speaking, just a question, just a thought, just things, again, things that we're figuring out ourselves, so please, don't And I think because, that's something hmm. I had to, like, figure out, though, like, when I was, like, starting to date, and, like, 
I feel like when I first started to date, I was very much a part of like the 666 tribe. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. And maybe it wasn't exactly it's like funny. the three sixes we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. I had my list, basically. Yeah. Like I had yeah. things I wanted. And I was specifically seeking people out that like were similar to that. Um, and then I think I got to a point in my dating life, like let's say, I don't know, well, let me not say a specific year of college. Cause I think <laughs> <laughs> people go start doing quick math. Right. Man, like, I know. Let's just say somewhere in college, <laughs> I tried to follow that list so hard. And I realized that doesn't work for me. Like, maybe it's not the list exactly, right? Mm -hmm. There's room for, like, ebbing and flowing. Yeah. But I also still need the things that I want, you know? You also still need the things that you want. Mm -hmm. Like, for mm, not trying to make specific (laughs) comments, I'm trying to really pick my words wisely because I don't know what listening. Uh Um. Let's say, for instance, I liked, there we go. I'm not biased towards uh, shades. People know this, so this is perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So let's say I specifically only wanted a dark-skinned man, right? That was on my list. And let's say, oh, actually, let's switch it. I only specifically wanted a light skinned man and you know, on my list. Yeah. And then somewhere in college you I she went for a tight, dark skin. Okay, this oh, is not what this God. is about. We we all understand. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm done. She's I'm making done. shade to me because I like all shades. I don't know why she shades me for this. But anyways Hold on. Pick your words wisely. That's not what I said. I just know oh. what you like. That has okay. nothing to do with shade specifically. But go okay, ahead. this is nothing to do with we're remove the shade part of this conversation (laughs) but let's say I specifically wanted light-skinned men there was this point in college where I was like okay fuck that maybe light-skinned men and me don't work out I'm gonna go for a (laughs) dark-skinned nigga (laughs) and then I went for a dark-skinned nigga and it didn't work out because I thought having a dark-skinned nigga would mean blase blase but it didn't and so then I was like okay maybe I like all shades and that's kind of what happened is what I'm saying Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I think I think the lesson for me and your <laughs> I'm sorry y'all it's not fair we doing inside jokes over here I yeah. think the uh I think the lesson for me and what you just said really and what I've been able to see in my life is like a doesn't always equal b like one plus one doesn't always equal two just because you have that one thing that you said you really want does not mean that it's gonna be all roses and lavender oil and beauty it's not gonna doesn't mean it's gonna be easy um and to your point just like you know you were saying with the guys that you dated you dated one man didn't work out you're like all right i'm gonna go to the other side of the chart dated that man it didn't work and now you're just like okay so let me not fixate on that because that doesn't Mm -hmm. that's not going to influence the result there's a lot of other factors that are going to influence the result um, mm-hmm. And I can definitely agree with you on that. It doesn't matter either. There are certain things, you know, we talk about non-negotiables now. There are certain things that truly do matter. But when it comes to some of this uh, physical attribute type stuff, it always it doesn't always matter. I'm not saying date somebody you're not attracted to because please do not do that. Do not do that. Um, 
but yeah some of the stuff really just doesn't matter so yeah man yeah yeah i just do like what's best for you but i think basically um all we're just trying to say is that i don't think there's one way like there's not a love is blind approach that's 100 percent gonna work and there's not a fixate on just looks tinder approach that it's 100 percent gonna work like there is somewhere in between that you kind of have to figure out what it means to you and what you want to gain from it and kind of just like figure it out for yourself which is really what this podcast is about it's like fuck everything we heard and learned like let's figure out what works and what's being pushed upon us and all this stuff like that right and that's i mean like that's literally (laughs) dating is not the perfect example of having to do that (laughs) i don't know what is because yeah. um yeah girl <laughs> i'm just i'm reminiscing <laughs> <laughs> i think like one thing as far as like you know the happily ever after myth that really gets me is when you do let's say what i'm what i'm seeing and what i'm starting to believe is really the reality of it all is like okay fine you find that person that you're like all right i think i can do something with you I think we can do something together uh, or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Little do you know, you really signing up to be triggered almost every other day. Yeah, part. When, you know what I'm saying? Because when you are with this person, they see parts of you that you don't necessarily show other people and that mm-hmm. you may not have known about yourself either. And then if they care about you, they're going to tell you about yourself in a constructive way. And so now you have to face yourself. And this whole time you thought, you know, maybe growing up, you thought that getting into a relationship with somebody that you really like, that you're really attracted to, that really cares about you, you all just going to be hunky-dory. Y'all going to be laughing, walking into the sunset, um, shopping trips, this, that, and the third. When It's not like that. It can be. That's not to say that it can't include those type of things in your journey. But, baby. Just like I said in the previous episode, for the simple fact that you guys are two different people, um, you guys are going to, you know, be showing each other things. And if you care about the other person that you're dealing with, just like you would a friend, you're going to adhere to some of the things that they tell you about yourself. Because now, not only are you, um, you know, dealing and working with yourself, some of the things that you do affect others in your life. Media also doesn't do a really good job of touching on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, of relationships because I don't know especially I used to have a problem with like when I would see something on social media I'd be like dang why don't I have that why don't I get that and then I might be passive aggressive towards my partner because of that and it was the, it's yeah. a very unhealthy it's a very unhealthy cycle yeah yeah and I think yeah. a lot of us subconsciously do that if it's not necessarily with like romance it could also be with like career like, we mm-hmm. see somebody having something, and we're like, why the frick isn't my company doing that for me? Or why don't I have that yet? Stuff like that. So, um, I think, like, there just needs to be a lot more conversation about those that part of the relationship where, like, you're past, like, the honeymoon stage, and now you're in the thick of it, right? Mm. Into and the thick of it? No, literally. <laughs> Sorry, I'm annoying. No, you're good. Um, no, you're literally in that part, and it's 
it's not necessarily ugly, but it's not everyday roses. It's not everyday good morning, beautiful. <laughs> not everyday. I don't know, man. I need my good morning, beautiful. No, I don't know. I'm not saying that you can't have that, but like, right? Yeah, it's not everyday relationship. Case. That good morning, beautiful would have really done something for you versus like yeah. three years of a relationship. relationship. You're like, okay, get out <laughs> of my like, face. Okay right yeah like you have to figure out how to work with your partner in that and like still have romance and like still do self-development and like do couple development and it's just no one really talks about that especially when we were like kids like I really wish there there was like a a class about like interpersonal relationships I think there was at least there was yeah what did they talk about Girl, I don't know. I didn't take it. I didn't have time. I was taking my AP classes. <laughs> I did not have time. They should make it a requirement. They should make it a requirement. I agree. That's, like, the biggest myth I, I also find. So, like, I guess just to wrap it up, my biggest myth that I have discovered in this episode is that, A, the way children have been brought up to acquire a partner is bullshit. B, once you find the partner, it's not just hunky-dory. C, expand your list. And D, we need more media about being into the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. I would agree with all of those. Um, yeah. I think I think my biggest thing is just like one plus one does not equal two all the time. Or it's it's not always that simple is my biggest thing. It's probably something I'll repeat over and over while talking with Yunishi and talking to everybody else because it's just something that continues to reiterate itself in my life um, and in the world. The people, we see the, we talk about goals and stuff like that. Um, Hate to bring names or point fingers, but I know that a lot of people felt really hurt when Megan Good and her husband or her ex-husband, mm-hmm. as of today, got divorced. I don't even look. I don't even remember the man's name. That's weird. Really um, Devon Frank something. Devon Franklin. Yup. Um, and I didn't read the book. I definitely was intrigued by. It. I think it was called like The Weight. Didn't read the book, but there were people who were literally. I don't know if you know social media is jokes but people were when it happened people were literally videotaping themselves recording themselves throwing away the book in the trash because they were so disappointed i'm just like y'all i get it i feel for them because it's just like dang you saw you saw somebody who basically you know spoon fed you their formula and it looked like it was working all for it not to work and it's really disappointing so I, i totally understand that and as somebody who's been disappointed in that way um you just have to have grace for other people in that way and have grace for yourself. Or, this is something I've recently um, been exploring, is once once disappointment breaks the mold of that formula, it really makes you question why you want the things that you want. It's like, okay, so did you want to do things one way because of the result or because it's actually good for you? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So like, and yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been coming for my neck lately. I'm just joking. Um, Cause that's been something I've been um, questioning. You said what? 
To know you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> you see me. Um, but yeah, like, it really makes you question, like, why did I really want that thing that I wanted? Is it because it's actually, like, productive for me? It actually makes me a better person? Or because I just think I'm going to get some some gift, some present, something mythical, something seemingly mythical, something seemingly like on, you know, the top pedestal at the end of that journey. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's a beautiful... Oh, go ahead. No, I, I, and I want you to finish, but I feel like a lot of that also, we need to also wonder where we even got that mythological idea from, you know? Like, why did you think... Like you said, mm-hmm. that gift, that mythology, like, why are you getting, it's like, are you doing this because you're trying to gain something? And I'm right. saying, like, I think we should also challenge why we even thought that was something we should gain. Well, I would like to challenge that even with my thinking or my, the way I think of it now, it's just like, I feel for the people, I feel for myself because you know, we're told you just have to do X, Y, Z, or you have to go through this sacrificial period or through this whatever it is to get to point A. That's how you get most things, whether or not it works out in the end or not. So I get why people think that. They're like, okay, shoot, that's what I want. That's what I need to do. I'll do what I need to do because I feel for them. They're putting in this work. They're they're doing the, all the quote unquote right things and they're still not getting any results from it. And maybe but, that just goes back to what I was saying earlier about like it not truly being for the right reasons. Maybe they, if they do do it for the right reasons and only they can decide that, um, you know, for themselves, maybe once they do do it for the right reasons, they'll get the, the result that they're looking for or a result that they would maybe even like much better. Um, but I don't know. I, I couldn't see it being any other way because how else do you tell people to get from point A to point B? People, a lot of people, would you just rather like people stay in one place or not try a different process to get their desired result? No, I think I think one of the things that's kind of damaging about the amount of information we get nowadays mm-hmm. with media and the internet is that there's just so much noise. There's so much feedback. There's so much ideas and stuff like that. I think people can get lost in all that, that they no longer hear their own voice. Mm, right? You better say that. Come on. Because I like that. Yeah. I think that <laughs> I think there was a point, right? And I and obviously we don't know how our parents grew up in that in that ice age. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> dang. <laughs> but like I feel like, yeah, it's as of course it is human nature for us to seek knowledge from other people right that's the only way we've been able to develop as humans mm-hmm. but i think there would have had to have been a time when there was only so much information you were given you were also given the space to like figure out what works for you like mm-hmm. what makes sense to you rather than just like okay, this thing didn't work. Let me just try this thing. Because I feel like if you just keep trying, 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 trying all these things, you're not even listening to what works for you. You know, you're just doing it a certain way because somebody else did it and it worked for them. So it has to work for you. And then when it doesn't work, you just find another person. 
rather than like doing some type of like introspection and being like, okay, so this didn't work for me. What felt good? What didn't feel good? Maybe that method wasn't completely flawed. Maybe there was just something that didn't work specifically for you and you just need to adjust that one thing. Maybe the right. whole thing didn't work and you need to try a whole nother thing. But like when we just keep hopping and hopping and hopping, I just feel like you lose yourself. You know, it's really interesting because um, I think while I agree with you, it's it's interesting because I'm able to reflect back on one of the things I say a lot of times, even to you or even my parents are just like, dang, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I've always been the type of pe- person that I'm like, I, my goal is to have as much information as possible to make a decision um, in hopes that all this information will help me make the best decision. When in reality, to your point, you can't always have all the information. And even if you do, it can be very, it can lead you astray. And it Loki has me thinking about like um, procrastination, perfection, like the dynamic between the two and how like you wanting to have all this information really stops you from, to your point, listening to yourself. And it probably stops you from being able to make the mistake and then in tune or in turn, listen to yourself once again to say like, okay, what went wrong here and what can I fix? What needs to be better versus just throwing away the entire process when sometimes you don't need to um, and just tweaking the one thing. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, this has been a very, this episode has kind of gone all over the place, but it also, I think, made complete sense (laughs) in the same breath. Like, I just think in general, we just have to be a lot more aware of, like, what we intake in our media and society and just, like, question things rather than just taking it as word. Or how Kourtney Kardashian says, Bible. I'm screaming. Please. Leave that stuff over there. But no, I think it's just important. Yeah, I definitely agree, Um, especially in terms of relationships or just dealing with other people. Um, Just remember that it's important to really be not prepared, but understand that everything is not a ring of roses. I think now a lot of us in our 20s are starting to see that. And maybe that's what some of our parents really tried to shield us from. Um, and now we're just getting a full a full serving of that now. Um, so it's just about how those ancient and old types of thinking are going to come up in our life as we grow out of it and what we're going to do in the moment to help ourselves up out of that thinking and also give ourselves and others grace in the process well thank you guys so much for listening Dara do you have any affirmations I do I do I do I think this one is a really good affirmation especially with just all the things we talked about um so here it goes I'm open to the possibilities outside of my conscious desires love that Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back soon. Everybody have a blessed week. Thanks. You too. Bye.